and welcome to Series 2 of The Social Sanctuary. Through inspirational conversations with key individuals, The Social Sanctuary takes a closer look at important topics across the digital space, covering everything from cyberbullying to online influencers, how to get young people into work and the importance of mental health. Today I'm talking to Samantha Carbon, founder of Samantha Carbon Therapy and Baker Street Therapy in London. Samantha became interested in the area of psychotherapy after more than 25 years of working in investment banking and while volunteering with victim support. Samantha has also written for numerous publications including Cosmopolitan, The Huffington Post, The Daily Telegraph, Glamour and Stylist to name just a few and is the author of two books. Sam, is there anything you don't do? (laughs) Welcome to The Social Sanctuary and thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you Harvey, thank you for inviting me, it's lovely to be here. Um, so could you tell the listeners a little more about what you do in the areas of therapy that you offer counselling for? So I'm based in central London and I'm a, a psychotherapist that specialises with um, presentations such as anxiety and depression, work-related stress. Um, one of my specialities is working with individuals who are thinking about transitioning. So um, I've got very strong ties with the transgender community. And um, as of recently, I have also been um, supporting individuals when it comes to um, cultural awareness and raising some of those challenges that have shown up um, in particular over the last 12 months around social injustices. So I'm a real advocate for people's health and mental well-being. That's amazing. And you wrote a book, didn't you, on um, understanding transgender issues as well? I did. I did. And, it, 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 you know, the, the motivation behind that book was um, was based on some of the uh, the challenges that I recognised when it came to there was I, I, I almost felt like there was like a lack of empathy or a lack of understanding. So, you know, it's not heavy with you know, medical science, it's about being able to empathise with the position that whether the parents, but the individuals are what they're experiencing. And just, you know, just to be more open and more willing to understand things from their point of view versus often what gets projected by the media. Yeah, I think especially in the last few years, it started to get a little bit better, but there's still so much negativity around transgender in in the media. We're all humans. We're all humans, but unfortunately, you know, if you if you're part of a marginalised group, not everyone will see you as human. You know, they'll other you in in some shape or form. So um, that has been a, a strong interest of mine. Exactly, that's fascinating. And you mentioned um, negativity in the media, but what's your relationship like with social media? Okay, so um, it's mixed. It's mixed because I can see the benefits, especially on the back of this lockdown, where individuals are wanting to stay in touch and connected. If you'd asked me, say, like four or five years ago, about people's habits when it comes to uh, their relationship with social media, I would have said, you know, it's about trying to get that right balance. But over the last 12 months or so, or 10 months or so, I would say it has been a real 
a level of support for some individuals who may be in lockdown feeling very lonely and not really mm -hmm. having much um, connection with the outside world so I would say my, mine's quite mixed now compared to let's say five years ago yeah I guess it's forced everyone um being in lockdown to spend more time on social media but that's not necessarily a good thing no no and I, th I think you know we have to be open-minded around you know what does get shared on social media whether it's you know our friends in our groups as well as the information that often can be seen as negative and quite harmful um mm -hmm. so i like to have an open mind even if something reads like it's the truth you know it's about you know it's, it's about how you feel and how you how you how you take that news versus the reality because everyone's going to give their own different spin on different stories and yeah so that's where i stand yeah it's interesting you've said that because i know it at the early stages of, of lockdown last march i was finding myself just scrolling and reading loads of news just because i felt like i had to keep up to date with everything and it it got to a point where i felt so drained because it's almost i was just reading the the content and scrolling without even realizing i was doing it oh sure it can definitely have an impact on our well-being if we are not mindful and we, we don't um, approach certain articles with a level of awareness, you know, because I'm aware that, you know, anxiety and depression can really uh, start to form if we don't give ourselves that space. And, you know, I often say with, with some of my clients that, you know, when they feel that pull, that constant pull to, to go onto social media, ask themselves the question you know what's going on for them do they is it are they missing individuals can they pick up the phone and have a conversation with someone versus you know checking out that individual on on um social media yeah and i think um sometimes we forget that the phone is still an option because it's it's much easier in some ways to go on social media but you're not actually getting any real interaction there we are in a technology age and um and I'm, I'm aware different generations will have a very different approach when it comes to um connection and intimacy versus like say for example my generation and, and my parents generation um i love picking up the phone and having a good old chin wag with my good friends from school mm -hmm. so but i'm aware that not everybody's in that frame of mind um yeah and one of the areas of, of um counseling that you provide is for addiction and with social media addiction becoming more and more common um you can become so accustomed to scrolling through posts images videos yeah. and it can start to interfere with with other areas of life so you you deal with all types of addiction don't you from gambling uh, shopping to um porn the internet and and sex addiction as well so for anyone who feels like they're becoming addicted to something, do you have any advice on how they can start to maybe break that addictive cycle? One of the first things I say to my clients when they're talking about addictive behaviours, you know, I like to find out what's going on underneath that behaviour. So are they wanting to soothe a part of themselves? Why they may choose drink, 
drugs, social media, because in the eyes of society, social media being an addiction is probably one of the lighter addictive behaviours. But I'm really aware that there is a real pull to for intimacy and this tends to sort of sit underneath some of those addictive behaviors so you know when I think about shopping for example somebody may be going shopping and it may not be because they want to go shopping it's because they're trying to soothe a part of their story that they're not okay with and this is yeah you start to sort of unfold and understand what is really going on going on underneath this this compulsive behavior you know what mm-hmm. are you telling yourself and your story why you've got to go onto social media and and look out for so many likes and then when you don't get as many likes you feel a certain way you know mm-hmm. exactly and i think um so many people get hooked on on the numbers as well but it's always more important to have a small group of people interact with you that actually means something rather than masses of people. Yeah, sure. Um, You spoke to the Metro as well um, a while ago about an article um, that was around what makes us hooked on social media and how it can make us feel. Um, have you got any tips on how to reduce screen time? And maybe if you find yourself feeling anxious looking at certain people on social media, almost try not to compare yourself too much to what others are doing. Yeah, you know, when you, I'm glad you've used the word compare because that is such a huge, huge part of um, why people may feel the way they feel when it comes to social media. I I get so caught up myself because I hear it all the time. And, you know, as individuals, we worry that other people are having more fun and doing more things. And often we may second guess all the things about ourselves, you know, which we know to be true. But I think there is something about this, I think, under the lockdown where everyone has had to pause and people are not going out whether they're going out celebrating and partying and everything else that they would normally would, would be doing, that in some ways has slowed down that process around comparison, which was really, really apparent before the lockdown. Now everyone is more or less in the same position. You know, people are trying to find their own little ways of of having fun or making the most of lockdown. But right now we're all in the same situation. And I think there's often there's this there's this like distorted belief that others are, are happier, more more successful when we when we think about the comparisons. And so I would say if you are going on there and then you come off and you recognize within yourself that you're not feeling in a great place, and prior to going on, you you may have felt okay, then that's an indication that something's not something's not right in terms of what you know your the connection or the attachment that you are making to social media it what's it trying to do for you in those moments yeah and i guess social media is a highlight reel for for most people you you do get some influencers and bloggers that do show both sides of the day but um, what people don't always remember is someone might post a photo saying they're having the best day ever, but they might not actually be. So 
Um, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that we're all in the same place now and it's taken away that element of comparison because I think before, like you said, it was such a, a major issue and I know I've done it before and, and compared myself to what others are doing. Yeah. It only takes, if you're not having the best day and you see all these other people having a great time, it doesn't make you feel good at all really not at all not at all all. we have to really get that balance you know and I've I've, you know I'm aware of um close friends of mine as well as myself you know where I've literally just given myself a day off I mean I would say over the Christmas I used it to a a bare minimum only because I'm online working with my clients on zoom like you know many of us who are working from home and it can be just so consuming it can be so yeah. just that screen time. And um, so it, it, we have to find a way to step away from so, social media mm-hmm. for that period of time and choose to pick up the phone, you know, let go of um, this, this, this pull. It's like, a, it's like a seduction. It's like a mm-hmm. real pull to, Oh, I wonder what that person's doing, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And it almost feels sometimes like you just jump from screen to screen. So you might go from watching TV to to being on a laptop and you, you forget sometimes about all the other activities you can do that aren't online because all that's in the media now is everything's in front of the screen that's promoted. So, uh, And I think lockdown's been good for for that in many ways so forcing people to to go outdoors for exercise as well yeah yeah absolutely and you know a couple of things I I ask my clients when they talk about their use of social media you know I often say to them you know is it adding value to your life and 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 to the people around you you know are you looking Mm -hmm. for a validation of some sort you know is, is there something you could do to validate yourself? You know, so yeah, it's people to sort of sit back and recognize, you know, are you feeling bored? Is, is something else you could be mm-hmm. more purposeful um, and more engaging in your day? So mm-hmm. um, I think in some situations, you know, our use of social media can be a way of avoiding something that may be going on for us that we're that yeah. looking to address and we find it really difficult to, to you know to really get our head around it so what do we do we go on to instagram, mm-hmm. go on instagram. <laughs> and you mentioned about the positive uses of social media as well be in the current situation many people find themselves separated from a partner for instance at the moment due to the ongoing restrictions um, do you have any advice for anyone who's facing separation anxiety? Oh, yeah, pick up the phone. If they can pick up the phone, maybe video call, you know, a friend um, or friends. If there's an option to set up like a group call. Um, as I said before, if you'd asked me this five years ago about social, me- our use of social media, I would have said, oh, no, you, you know, you know, make the effort, step out of your house. And, but I think mm-hmm. under conditions, we don't have those options. So we almost have to find creative ways to, to reconnect. And one of the, you know, one of the, the best means right now is, is using technology. I was talking to um, some friends of ours um, based in Kentucky on Sunday, and we've got one mm-hmm. of these, um, these um, 
Facebook portals, and it was so lovely because we were yeah. able to they they you know they could see us in our front room, and it was just so lovely on the tea. Yeah, I thought, and I never thought I'd even. <laughs> yeah, but it just shows just how you know you can you can connect with so many people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think keeping up that communication is so important if you are apart from friends, family and, and partners as well. Do you think that lockdown has has caused lots of relationship worries for for many couples? I think it's tested being a lot apart? Of relationships. It has tested a lot of relationships, whether you're with someone or not, because you know, in many situations, people have had to find a way to exist longer, mm-hmm. um, whereby if in the past, they, you know, people go to work, people leave the house. Um, so everyone is, I would say, from my experience, talking with my clients, people are having to find creative ways of just being, whether it's with their loved ones at home, children, as well as ensuring that they can keep those connections with people who are not close by. Yeah, I guess you've got the two sides of it. So you've got people who find themselves wanting to get out of that space with those that they live with. And then you've got the people who are who are craving all the friends and family to be back with them, who find themselves spending lockdown on their own. So it's it's two extremes, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, um, I think, you know, if we can, you know, I suppose create some rituals, you know, mm-hmm. it's daily rituals. You know, I know people that may go for a walk, meditate, do a workout, walk the dog, um, minus their phone. Um, but it's, it, I think it's about being able to, I suppose, create a space for your mind and for, and for your brain mm-hmm. in order to give yourself that, 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 that distance. Because sometimes, you know, when we're under each other's feet, so to speak, it can be quite overwhelming. Yeah, it can. And do you think it can almost be harder to relax at home if you find yourself working at home as well? I can speak from my own experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I work through, um, like, from the morning through to early afternoon. And if I don't take my daily walk, and sometimes it could be all weather dependent, but I'm aware that I need fresh air just to sort of, like, mm-hmm. just clear my mind. Um, yeah so it, yeah it can be a challenge when you're, you're all under mm-hmm. each other's feet so to speak yeah I guess you start to associate spaces with work over relaxation as well yeah yeah so do you have any other um kind of self-care practices or ways to stay positive other than things you've mentioned like taking a, a daily walk and trying to spend some time away from your phone um i mean there are there are many um other tips you know i'm aware that some people may meditate some people may journal as a mm-hmm. way of um giving themselves that 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 time out i think it's about finding a way of being that that suits you so yeah you know it you know, I'm, I'm aware, like, in my community, um, 
there are a few people that have got this particular, I think it's a walking app, or actually it might be a runner's app, but anyway, it's an app where they're able to kind of sort of track how many, um, how many miles they're able to walk over a given week. And so, and, and everyone is kind of accountable to each other. And I think that, that that's a, quite a playful way of not only looking after yourself, but also staying in touch with each other. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be competitive, you know, it's, it's, it's just about space. Yeah, it's just about space. You mentioned journaling there as well, and um, it's something I've always thought about and and struggled with at times, but do you think that it can have a positive impact if you're keeping um, regular accounts of of how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis? Sure, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a full A4 page. It can just literally be, you know, just half a page of where you're just able to just jot down your feelings. I have this, um, and you can get it on the internet, this wheel of feelings I give to all my clients and Mm -hmm. they're able to literally pull out how they're feeling. And, you know, they put like little reminders in their phone, whether it's every couple of hours. And the question is, how are you feeling? Because I think there is something about getting people very much in the present, in the here and now. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we can project too far into the future. I mean, even as far as later on this evening, if you can stay as much in the present, because this is all we can really control right now, this moment, I'm talking to you, I can't control mm-hmm. anything in a while. <laughs> and sometimes that can be a bit of a hard concept for people to, to stay in the present. What does that even mean? You've got to make plans. But it's about being mindful and making plans about the future, but in the here and now. Yeah, I know that that's something I've really struggled with myself over the last few months is because I like to have everything planned and when there's like a huge announcement or something changes, I find that it takes up a lot of my headspace for that day. So I find myself worrying about things changing and actually it's not, there's nothing I can do, but it's... I guess it's almost filled me with a, a bit of dread if I've known that there's an a, announcement coming up. So it's it's been difficult sure. for everyone. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it doesn't serve us when we when we project into the future. I know I really do get where people want to um, plan. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but I think there is so much fear can be evoked in those moments when. There's so much uncertainty, and, and I think the last yeah. lockdown in particular, where there was it's just up and down, not knowing where we stand, it it wasn't of use to anyone at all. And I think that yeah, the the news consumption in general has had a, a negative effect on on a lot of people with us all not being used to um, being as hooked on the news as what we are today. Yeah, yeah. There's a a lot of fear, Harvey, right now. And I understand and I really do get it and I really, you know, empathise, you know, but I think this is where we have to find a way of minimising our exposure to, with the social media, to the news in order to to keep a level of, of sanity. Yeah. Definitely, and there's there's a lot of fake news out there as well, like you mentioned earlier. I guess uh, fear, yeah, is massive, like you said, for for people that are scared to start taking steps back into just even going for a walk. Do you have any advice for anyone who finds themselves just wanting to stay 
stay indoors. I know there's people who have to shield, but um, I, I know of a lot of people who are scared just in general of, of how things are in the world. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go back to if they are in a position to to set up, you know, maybe a series of calls, you know, have something mm-hmm. to look forward to where they know, okay, today's Monday, I'm going, to, I'm going to be speaking to two of my school friends, Tuesday I'm going to be speaking to, like, one friend. So there is something about being able to look forward but yeah. be more mindful that, you know, what, you know, what, what will you – be, what will they be discussing you know, you know what do you want them mm-hmm. to know you know because once again you know we are all in the same situation where it's not as if I, I know a few people are going on holiday but <laughs> <laughs> what I'm reading online but can't take all that for truth but um but I think if anything this time has allowed many people to pause and to connect I mean I, I've connected over the last 10 months with three old school friends and it's just been wonderful and would I have thought about it back then probably not because we just get so up in life you know yeah exactly it's just we were that um busy just going from day to day running around there was no time to have at home really here and now going on where now people are literally having to pause because of all the restrictions and it's it's a it's just a very very different way of being right now mm-hmm. and I think that that reflection's been Im- important as well because a lot of people will change their routines permanently as a result of how they felt during this time yeah thanks so much for for being on the podcast today Sam it's oh, been lovely to so chat you're welcome lovely to uh, reach out to your audience and um, I wish everyone all the best thank you and, and where can we find um, you online if, if okay. anyone's interested I'm in counselling um, yes I'm on my website www.samanthacarbontherapy.co.uk and I'm on Instagram as well as well as on Twitter Samantha Carbon. I love chatting to Sam on this episode. You can get a copy of Sam's new book, The Little Self-Esteem Workbook, Boost Your Confidence and Get More Out of Life from Waterstones using the link in the show notes. Sam's new book is packed full of guidance, techniques and exercises grounded in the latest behavioural science aimed at helping you to ease the internal dialogue that chatters away within you alongside improving your well-being and resilience and creating a fuller, more enjoyable and meaningful life. Next time, I'll be chatting to Emma Davey, a qualified interrogative counsellor and recovery coach for victims that have suffered from narcissistic abuse, all about how to deal with a jealous partner and how to escape an abusive relationship. If you'd like to get involved with the conversation, Follow at the Social Sanctuary podcast on Instagram or visit the socialsanctuary.co.uk. Mm-hmm.